Hi, I'm Becky Fleckner, and I once uh, peed into a cup driving a standard and pants not stopping. It's it's amazing that that's where our stories are going to go, because I'm Jed Kravisky, and I'm the person who uh, peed by the side of the road wearing a Burger King crown. Everyone has a story to tell. We have a bottle of wine and an ear to listen. Join a couple of dolts as we dote out some anecdotes. And welcome to Anecdotal Dote. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anecdotal Dote, the podcast that celebrates the stories and storytellers in all of us. I'm John Seidenberg, the guy who was fat-shamed by a seven-year-old. Joining me on this podcast is the opposite of a fat shame, Laura Arnold? (laughs) I don't know what that means. I don't either. I couldn't think of, like, I couldn't think of an antithesis to being fat shamed. Um, I guess guess joining me on this podcast is body positivity, Laura Arnold? I mean, I try to be. I don't know that that's entirely true, though. I was doing a summer education program. I was directing, I want to say it was Annie Jr., and uh, it was me and uh, uh, a choreographer that were in charge of working with these 30 kids. This one day in particular, I'm, I still remember, I was on the stage, I remember exactly what happened. This little girl came up to me and she stood like right, like right three or four inches in front of me and looked up at me. Um, and of course, I'm a very tall human being. She's a very short human being. So like, she she looks like she's a mile away from me. And she's looking all the way up at me. And she goes, you know, you remind me a lot of my dad. And I was like, oh, is your dad tall too? And she said, no, he's fat too. And I was so angry. And I was just, and I, I literally, I like went black in the eyes for a second. And I was like, you can walk away now. And then she giggled and ran off. And it was like, this little, this little so-and-so knew what she was saying was mean, but she didn't care. <laughs> oh my God. Amazing. Awful. Amazing. Kids are mean. I mean, I think kids are honest. No, I'm sorry. That makes me sound like I'm calling you fat now. <laughs> wow. I'm, yeah. I'm just going to stop. Because I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, she wasn't being mean. She was just being honest. (laughs) I'd like to reclaim um, what I said before. Joining me on this podcast is another fat shamer, (laughs) Laura Arnold. I'm so sorry. (laughs) That's not what I meant. Yeah, it was... uh, was, uh... (laughs) I also... I did have a... (laughs) The number of times that kids, because I think I think the the thing kids don't have filters, right? Um, I think I think it's not that they're honest; it's they just don't have a filter. They just say whatever so, they say, like whatever, whatever just think. pops in their little brain. They just say because, like, I remember when I was working with Missoula Children's Theater, I had this one kid who called me Mister um, Marshmallow Man, and and it was one of those things where it was like. I'll allow it because you're really cute, but I am going to go cry myself to sleep and eat a bag of marshmallows now. <laughs> Laura, are you excited about our guests today? We have two this week. Yeah. That's crazy. We're doubling up. 
it's very exciting. It also helps that they clearly live in the same household. Yeah, they live in the same household. Um, <laughs> they are they are from. I met them uh, a couple of years ago with uh, the National Theater for Children, and they are delightful human beings. We had a really great conversation. Jed and Becky. <laughs> Jed and Becky are Philadelphia-based actors who recently started a platform to help artists during this trying time called Artists in Place. It is a fundraiser-based show that features a variety of artists from performers to poets and everything in between. Welcome to the podcast, Becky and Jed. So, Becky, let's start with you first. Um, Can you explain yourself? Sure. Um, So, as a... a as an aging woman, um, I am. Uh, He's ninety. I, I'm not aging. I'm aging. Um, as an aging woman, I'm finding it, you know, uh, more and more of a necessity to know where bathrooms are at all times. Um, that just happens. I haven't even had children. Um, and uh, that's real. It's real. It's a real thing. And so, a lot of times, I would like have to plan out when I'm leaving work and how long it would take me to get home. This was back when I was a a bartender and living elsewhere. Um, And so I would really like schedule out my my bathroom times. Um, You gave yourself pee breaks. Yes. Working pee breaks. Yes. (laughs) And to be fair, in college, I'm a very, I'm a, you know, very type A person. So I'll write out my schedule and in college, I would write in pee breaks. Um, So I, I, I missed the mark on this one. And I really had to use the restroom. Um, and I, I typically would be like, okay, I'll just find a gas station or something I can pull over in and uh, you know, do, do my business. Um, I was nowhere near a gas station because in rural Massachusetts, there are no gas stations for miles a lot of times. And you're just driving in the middle of the woods um, for a long time. <laughs> um, and so I was like, fuck, I really have to go, but I can't, like, I can't stop. I have to keep going for whatever reason. I don't really remember why I couldn't just pull over, uh, but I couldn't. And I had a Dunkin' Donuts cup next to me. And so I was like, I'm going to pee in a cup. Um, and so I undid my pants and I propped myself up in a way that uh, worked and while driving standard, um, did not slow down, did not stop, and did not spill a drop. <laughs> That's genuinely... Freaking impressive. Thank you. I'm very impressed by that. You can drive a stick and not miss a drift. Oh my <laughs> gosh. And Jed, your story. Yeah, my pee story. Uh, <laughs> not, <laughs> not nearly as impressive, just kind of a series of unfortunate events. Uh, so this was back when I was I was in my teens. I was probably like 13. And I think it was on a big family road trip. Um, we were, it was, it was in the summer. It was like, you know, vacation slash taking my older brother on like college tours. So we, like we hit a bunch of places in upstate New York and then like the vacation vacation was going to Niagara Falls. So it was like a big long road trip through like west, Western, Northwestern New York. And I don't know like how it came to be, but just like our regular stop along the way, I think probably just cause like my brother and I were, we would just like shout it out be like Burger King, we want Burger King now. You know, we're like 16 and uh, 16, 12, 17, 13, whatever it was. Um, and uh, it would just be like, all right, we're just going to Burger King. And then at one point it became a joke. I guess my parents were being a little nostalgic because their firstborn son's about to go off to college and all that. So they're like, oh, would it be cute if the kids had like Burger King crowns, like from when they were you know, little kids? And so we picked up Burger King crowns at some point and you know, we're wearing it and we get back in the car and I should have peed. <laughs> 
is what happened. I should have peed. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know if I like just doze off or something, but we're like, we're on the road. We are just like going, we're making time. And it just hits me like, you know, shouldn't have had that last cup of root beer kind of thing. Um, <laughs> I have to pee. And my dad, you know, smacks his thigh and is like, are you kidding? Like, there's nothing. Like, there wasn't even the semblance of civilization around us. You're like, once you get up into that area of New York, like, your only signs of life are wild turkeys. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so we're just like looking around, looking around. My parents were just like powwowing. And they're like, all right, if we pull off to the side of the road can you can you just go and I'm like I do not care time is like a, time is a luck is a luxury we do not have at this point so we just like pull off to the side of the road and I'm not thinking I just like get out of the car and I'm just like there's you know like like a knockdown like you know old fence post or something like a you know weird old county border fence or something and there's like cars just like whizzing by and whizzing uh, and, and just like, like honking, like, like, like cars are honking in support. And it's like, okay, ha 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 ha. Like, you know, uh, a teenager is like peeing by the side of the road. Ha ha. Thank you. And I get back in the car and like my parents are losing it. And then I feel it. I still had the Burger King crown on my head from when we left the restaurant. Like I never took it off when we were in the car. So I'm just wearing this crown and the king was in his castle. You went to the Wiz Palace. I went to the Wiz Palace. You Leslie noped it. I did. What a great advertisement oh my for Burger God. King. I was, yeah, I, I, truly, oh, I, I truly was the lord of all creation. Yeah. Amazing. So COVID hits. And everybody shuts down in the arts because um, I know you all you all were doing national theater for children. You were doing um, murder mystery dinner theaters. I mean, we we were. Yeah, we were. Uh, Let's yeah, say we were. Oh, okay. until March, whatever. Up until <laughs> March twelfth. No, yes, yeah. The date was like it was March tenth, and I'll I'll never forget it because uh, I was at an audition, and then like people's inboxes, including mine, started getting flooded with all of the things that were getting canceled. And so it's like right. one thing after another, every email that came in was not going to make this money anymore. And it was like within yeah. a period of hours, I lost several thousand dollars, which is quite a novel yeah. sensation. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah. As, you know, like for people who have ever been like, you know, laid off or whatever, or just like lost a job, which I'm fortunate mm -hmm. enough to uh, say that I, that's never happened to me. It's just like, wow. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's like yeah. It's like being uh it's like being in the stock market, right? Like yeah. I imagine that's yeah. how people in the stock market feel when they see like their stock drop and all of a sudden they're like, yeah. Ah, I just lost thousands of dollars. Except like that yeah. might come back in seconds. Or or like horse racing yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Gambling. Yeah. Gambling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so you all took a novel approach to this. Because a lot of people, you know, uh, we've talked to, since COVID hit, Laura and I have talked to Broadway actors. We've talked to people from all over the country about, like, the effects of COVID and, and especially on on artists' lives in general. But you all took a very novel approach to how you were going to continue to have that artistic outlet. Yeah. Um, well, we were talking one day um, and I was very frustrated. And, and we were both very frustrated. Um, but I was watching a lot of um, friends posts go up, and this is a very noble and honorable thing that people did, um, but a lot of our artist friends, a lot of our performer friends were starting to like take on tasks of doing like 
Shakespeare readings or just because that's a copyright free thing to do um, or like, uh, you know, play a song on Facebook Live or something for charity. Like they were doing a lot of things for charity and that is our MO here, right? In the world as human beings, particularly in America, um, we, we tend to lean on artists during these times to like help like use their skills to help out people, right? Like that's what art right. is for. We're here to help people. Um, right. And that's wonderful. But I was like, we just lost thousands of dollars. <laughs> like we might not be able yeah. to pay rent in a month. And like the yeah. government's like, are we gonna give you money? We don't know. And we're like, that's all cool and grand and wonderful. But like, I have spent the better part of my life working on this skill that I have. And, yeah. and I want to help those people, but who's gonna help us? Like we're yeah, being right. left in the dark. I was like, we should just like, we should like do something, like have some kind of like telethon or, or, or fundraiser for, for our friends and like have like, you know, try to figure out a way to like make money for our friends. And he was like. Yeah, well, I, the, the, the difficult part for me was just like watching all these people who felt like because they had shows or gigs that were canceled and stuff like that with nothing, you know, uh, no, no glimmer of hope on the horizon. Uh, that was where their despondency was coming from. And it's like, there more times in my life than not, I've been out of work than, than working. And you have to appreciate that like your job is not what gives you purpose. No, you need to tell yourself and tell everyone, you know, in your, in your world, in your life, that you still matter and you still have worth, that you are still capable of, of producing things and of, showcasing your craft in different ways. So like it ended up being a 12 hour telethon. Marathon, the first one. Whatever. Yeah, the first, <laughs> the first one. one. The first one. We set up a Venmo uh, for artists in place and, and we like were very transparent. We have been transparent the whole time. Uh, just being like, if you when you donate to this, it gets split amongst all the artists that we have on the show today. Um, you know, 100% of that goes to, to the people you're seeing. Oh, yeah. And then we, uh, scale the back to two hours because laura's not with us we're going to move on to our next segment because her internet has dropped which is the anecdotal dote so here's how it works i have selected a random word that only i have seen your job jed and becky is to tell a true story based on that word mm. are you ready mm -hmm. yes but i'm oddly very nervous <laughs> <laughs> like my palms are sweaty what the hell's wrong with you <laughs> Your word is pencil. Um, this was in uh, seventh grade in uh, my, I don't know, my fourth period math class. It was the first time that I ever said in school. <laughs> so, what does that have to do with a pencil? <laughs> so uh, I'm in class and I have like one pencil, like, you know, where we're taking a quiz or I'm just like, you know, writing down problems. Uh, what do you even do in, in like middle school math class? Like what the hell is a middle school math class consist of? Can you answer that for me? Like in retrospect, I feel like I'm taking notes on the history of math, you know? So you're learning math. Sure. Okay. So, I didn't learn math. American education. So yeah, hello. So my pencil <laughs> breaks and um, I have like, you know, my book bag is next to me with all of my other like binders and books and stuff in there. So I had the top <laughs> zipper open so I could just like grab, you know, pencils, erasers, whatever easily. And I reached down in there and at such an angle and with such quick force that like a perfectly sharpened pencil stabs right into like the meat of my palm. <gasps> oh. And I was like, ah. Idiot. And my teacher was like, what, Jed? <laughs> <laughs> and 
he's like, no, I'm bleeding. It's fine. Well, here's the thing. I wasn't bleeding. Her word is pencil. Okay, pencil. Um, okay, so I think this is a really good story. <laughs> Retrospect is probably really sad. Um, okay, so this is going to be like one of those moments where I'm like, yeah, then this happened. And people are going to be like, uh, are you okay? Um, so when I was in middle school, um, I had, uh, so a real good friend of mine, Blake, and we were in art class, Mr. Bonello's art class. Oh, Mr. Bonello. Anyway. What, like good looking? Oh my God, he was oh, so hot. Oh. Mr. Bonello was so hot. <laughs> 13 year old Becky was like, hey, Mr. Bonello. And Mr. Bonello was like, walk away. Um, and, and he was, yeah, he must've been like, he was like probably 25, I think. So, you know, all the young girls were like, hey, what up? You're our youngest teacher and you're really hot. And you're an artist. We're into it. Um, but we're in art class. And my friend Blake, for whatever reason, um, I'm sure there was like a lead up to this. I'm sure there was like, he thought it was just funny, whatever. Laura's going to roll her eyes at this. Uh, he started hitting on me in a way that I was like really uncomfortable with in art class. Like he was like whispering really raunchy things in my ear for whatever reason, whatever reason was going on. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, this is the thing. And so I was like, listen, you have to stop. This is not okay. I'm going to stab you with my pencil if you don't stop. And he kept going. And he was like doing it so like Mr. Bonello couldn't hear and like nobody else could hear. Like it was very much like a, hey, I'm going to sexually harass you right now kind of thing. And I was like, I was like, listen, this is your second warning. I'm going to stab you with my pencil if you do not stop this. And he kept going. And so finally, I just like, literally, <laughs> this is why I'm like really proud of this. I just grabbed my pencil, just like this, right? And I just went, bam, like into his thigh, like broke the pencil, the tip of the pencil off into his thigh. And he fell off of his stool in like a very like, I mean, dramatic, but I'm sure he was in a lot of pain, dramatic way. Like he was a, like he was a Brazilian soccer player, uh. fell on the ground, holding his thigh, crying, like screaming, like, how dare you kind of thing, whatever. And Mr. Good. Pinello, yeah, but this was the best part. This was the best part. Mr. Pinello looked at Blake, looked at me. I shrugged my shoulders and he just goes, <laughs> Blake, what'd you do? Um, <laughs> the cool thing is that we're reaching the end of our third season. Yeah. It's true. That's crazy. We've got three more, including this one. So we've got this one, next one, uh, next week, and then the week after that. And then we are done for the season. So we have time to gear up for uh, season four, which is going to be another retool, new and improved season. Um, some things that you and I have heard from fans uh, that they've missed, that they want to see come back. Yeah, we're bringing dramatic intros back. Yes, we are. We're uh, we're going to bring back. Um, a lot of people have said they've really enjoyed those uh, those dramatic intros that we used to do. So we're going to we're not going to get rid of the the wonderful um, hooks that we've been doing, um, but we are bringing the the dramatic intros back into it in a in an exciting new way. Um, so I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty excited for that. But before that, uh, we're not, we're not going away completely. Yeah, we're gonna do a sorry <laughs> mini series called uh, Generation Gap, where we're gonna get uh, three generations of human beings together, and we're gonna talk about big, big, giant questions and advice on life. 
That's right. That's yeah, that's super exciting. It's going to be five weeks. um, And each week is going to be a different topic, starting with the first episode, um, which the main question for that episode is going to be what is love? I'm super excited. I think it's going to be a really fun, really interesting look at at um, the differences that we all have throughout our generations. Yeah. I'm excited. The first episode of Generation Gap will start on, um, I'm sorry, we'll, we'll start on October 5th. We'll end on September 28th yeah. with season three. Yeah. Um, and then we'll do five weeks of that. And then we'll be back for season four of Anecdotal Dote on uh, November the 9th, just in time for more uh, holiday shenanigans with uh, Anecdotal Dope. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have a story inspired by the word pencil today, let us know. Have a question or need some anecdotal advice on a subject? Send them to us and it might be shared on a future podcast. Send your questions, comments, and stories to us written, filmed, or by audio at theanecdotaldote at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Write us a review and share this podcast with your friends. Remember, everyone has a story to tell, especially you, so send them in. We're excited to listen. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Um, But Gilbert Gottfried, you can get. How would you like to get a message from Gilbert Gottfried? (laughs) I just saved you $150. (laughs) Ha <laughs>